think my stomach's going to be gurgling this entire episode. I just feel it. I don't feel sick. I just feel it, like, functioning, which is good. That's what I hope for it to do. How come you have a coaster and I don't? Huh. I never realized. I guess because mine doesn't sweat because it's a tumbler. Turbis tumbler. It's not an actual tumbler. Mm-hmm. How are you doing this week? All right. You? <sighs> I'm tired. I have worked five days at my new job now. Yep. And there's never a dull moment. I work very hard and very constantly. How's that? I just, with my old job, there were a lot of lulls, you know, in my day, just because that was the nature of the job. And this one, it's just, there's always something and it's just go, 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 go. And the ladies that I work with just don't stop. And today I was talking to my coworker and I was like, you guys need to stop for food and water. It just, it needs to happen. <laughs> it's not like we're, I'm not working in a slave driven situation here. It's not like I feel like I'm being taken advantage. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. We're just very motivated, but I need to, I think I'm helping by trying to get them to take care of themselves a little bit too. How's it not being newbie anymore? Oh, yeah, we had another employee start, you mean? Yeah. It's good. You were the new one for all of a week. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting the hang of stuff. So that's good. And I've already made a public appearance and whatnot, so that's exciting. And I ran into your bosses mm -hmm. and said, hey, hey. It was a million degrees out. But the good thing is, is like I get to work and then my day is just so constant that it goes by faster, it feels like. But I'm also just like, whoa, at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Just like, whoa. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even notice. Turn around and it's... Three o'clock. Or six o'clock. Right. I also have to wear normal people clothes, which I don't own many of. And I don't own any that are appropriate for the summer. So I'm dying. I wore boots today. And full pants in the 90 degree weather. Gotta do what you gotta do. I was so hot. Get that bread. I know I need to get a new wardrobe though. We successfully did our mud run on Sunday. That was a time. You want to go into a little detail about that experience you had? Um, I'm not really exactly sure how I feel about swimming in duck shit pond. I loved it. The, the warm duck shit pond. Oh, it was so nice. Yeah, part of it was like, there were no ducks in it, unfortunately. Well, they wouldn't be if we're like splashing around. But they had their little house there. There was a house? Yeah, there was a duck house on the... What's a duck house? Uh, it was like a chicken coop, but it was led into the water. Really? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. We're going to swim through that. And then run through some mud and eat, it, eat shit a couple times. Yeah. There were a lot of hills and a lot of slippery mudslides and a lot of walls we had to vault over. 
It took us like an hour and 15 minutes to do a 5K. But we were like fast for the event, which is, I think we came in like fourth and fifth out of our heat. Mm -hmm. And we passed other previous heats. But then we got totally scorched. So sunburnt. It's fine. Mine's basically gone now. Yeah, no, mine is too, but it's not great. Would you do it again? Sure, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Sure. Maybe not immediately. Why not? Why would I do it immediately? Because I'm... Why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's what I said. Because I'm still recovering. Mentally. Physically. Emotionally. And then we had a drink afterward, and it was the best drink I've ever had, I feel like. Even though it was just like a cider in a can. Still great. What a time. Your dad might do it. <laughs> He's going to hear me laugh. <laughs> now he has to. The world knows. Yeah. Got anything else? Um, yeah, my friend is coming this weekend. My friend Casey is coming. Her sister is graduating from high school. And I've been friends with Casey since I was in first grade. So she's my long longest term friend and last month i think she asked me to be a bridesmaid in her wedding so that's very exciting so this is the first time i've seen her since she's been engaged she lives in maryland virginia dc metro area virginia i think technically she lives right by dc but anyway this is the first time i've seen her since she's been engaged so that's fun and we're gonna have her over for a little brunch and you get to meet her which is important because she matters to me. And you'll be probably, you might be going to her wedding, so. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows if she's going to invite you or not. But that's nice. Probably not. That's it. I'm ready for it then. Aren't I first? Yeah. Oh. Are you ready for it then? I guess so. Are you ready, Mr. Krabs? That's not the quote. I'm ready. Uh, uh, are you ready for Mr. Krabs when they go on a panty raid? Oh, they do say that? Are you ready for Are you ready for it, Mr. Krabs? Oh, okay. Then yes. Have you heard of a man named Mark Twitchell? It's going to keep happening. Well, don't put your arms on the table. I I'm serious. Don't. Put your hands in your lap. I don't like sitting upright. My back is curved after years of poor... Well, fix it now before... Posture. You turn into Quasimodo. Put a towel down or something. We can't, I can't be looking for arm noises all day. I will go crazy. Fine, then I'll do it. Listeners, if you hear arm noises, pretend you're at your grandmother's house and she has that plastic vinyl covering all over her couch. Whose grandmother has that? And it's a really hot day and you're wearing shorts. Who has and that? And you're just stuck to it. Have you ever seen a plastic vinyl couch? Well, it's a cover. Yeah, have you ever seen that? In person? No. Yeah, what are you talking about then? In other media. Like movies? TV and movies, Never yeah. Never seen it. Um, so, Mark Andrew Twitchell was born the 4th of July, 1979. But he's Canadian, so it doesn't matter that it's the 4th. He doesn't care. He was born in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Do you think Canadians have, like, Cinco de Mayo, but for Americans? Like, do they celebrate the 4th of July? Yeah. Sure. Everyone likes a good excuse to drink. Although they do on a completely arbitrary day, like we do Cinco de Mayo. 
We do the Cinco de Mayo on Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, but it's not the day they won their independence. I don't know what day they won their it's just independence. A, it's just a battle that happened. Oh, I don't know. Um, We've been to Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. That's where we saw Amy Schumer. For reference. We drove there. Beep, beep. From Montana. And you thought you said you were bad at uh, sound effects. I never said that. Why did I say that? I'm great at sound effects. Well, last week we were talking about something. See that? That was an air horn. Beep, beep. That's the car driving to Edmonton. Uh, Mark Twitchell was an aspiring filmmaker. He worked on a film called Star Wars Secrets of the Rebellion, which was a full-length film based on a fan fiction novel. And it was supposed to be set a few days before the original film. So it's a bastard. What do you mean? It's a fanfic, so it's not canon, so it makes it a bastard. Right, sure. But the film had a cameo from Jeremy Bullock. You know who that is? C-3PO. No, Boba Fett. (laughs) I don't know what else he's been in. But it had a cameo from him. Uh, The film was never released, though. Shucks. Maybe he didn't get the rights. George was had not having any of it. I don't know. Then, in September 2008, he was working on another film called House of Cards. <laughs> film and not TV show? Yeah, film. Same premise? No, it's just like a, it's supposed to be like a horror flick. Mm, like House of Wax? I'm not sure. I'm not familiar. I think I've heard the name and that's it. With uh, Nicole Richie. Nicole Richie, like Paris Hilton's best friend. No, it's with Paris Hilton, not Nicole Richie. It was with one of them. Oh, Paris Hilton. Yeah. Okay. Well, you were close. Wasn't there a show about them being BFFs? The Simple Life or something like that. Are you a closet Paris Hilton fan? What is that called? The Stars or her song? Na, 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 no idea. Na, 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 na. The Stars are angels. They protect us from the ghosts. No. No. Anyway, he was a regular old dude. Married. Old. Regular dude. Not particularly old. 30. He was married. He had a daughter, etc. In fall of 2008, a man named Giles Tetro. I looked up the pronunciation. Because it, it looks French. And it is. Yeah. From Quebec? French Canadian. No, we're in Alberta. Yeah, but he could be from Quebec. No. A man named Giles Chetro was talking to women on the website plentyoffish.com. POF. I don't know. And he started talking to a woman named Sheena. On October 3rd, 2008, he went to go meet up with her at an address that she gave him. And it ended up being a garage. When he went in to find her, he was attacked by a man wearing a hockey mask wielding a stun baton, which I looked up and it has electricity running through it. It's like a cattle prod. Yeah. Um, he struggled, but he was able to escape and ran off and told the police about what happened. Then a man named Johnny Apple- Appleseed. <laughs> no, we're not in the U.S., they didn't have apple seeds in Canada. Um, Johnny Atlinger, close to apple seed, was uh, a 38, 30, blah, 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 
was a 38-year-old man who worked at an oil field equipment manufacturing company. Or maybe Very niche market. They made rigs and stuff, I guess. I don't know. And he also was on a website called plentyoffish.com. This is not sponsored by that website, which I don't... Does that still exist? Probably. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. You say it so confidently. Mm-hmm. You've been on it recently? Yeah. For sure? Is it a Christian? I feel like it's a Christian website. I don't think... Oh. Maybe like the, the Jesus fish? I was thinking... We'd also like to say there's plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah, For I know reason, that, it but... It makes me think it's like a Christian website. I don't know. Because they could do like the... Jesus fish. Or maybe it's devoted... It's like a people who like the band fish and also want to date no it's not plenty of fish with a p no um he was on the website plentyoffish.com and had been talking to a woman named jen and on october 10th 2008 he told his friends he was gonna go meet jen and his friends were a little bit skeptical about this um a few days after he told his friends that he was going to meet jen they started getting emails from him that said he had fallen in love and that the two of them were going to Costa Rica. So they were like, wow, that was fast. But they thought that the emails didn't sound like him. And so they went to his house to see if he was there or not. And they broke in, like good friends do, I guess. Mm -hmm. And they go inside and they see, like, tons of dishes everywhere and everything is just kind of like how he left it. And his passport was in there as well. So they were like... Oh, no. They're so try to sneak into Costa Rica legally. Yeah, for sure. Swim there. I'm going to go through the U.S. into Mexico. It's an island, isn't it? I don't know. No. Oh, Puerto Rico's an island. Yeah. I don't know that it's not the same. I'm not good at geography. Why are you looking at me like I'm stupid? That's not fair. Also, I met a guy today at the event that I was at. Mm, brag about it. And his name... So cute. Uh, no, I don't remember his name. I don't, know, I don't his, think he ever told me. Looking at his hazel eyes. Uh, I don't know what color his eyes were. He was wearing sunglasses. But. See, so we're staring at his eyes. No, I mean, I'm talking to people and that's where you look. Anyway, I was talking to him and he had a thick accent. And then he said that he was from Ecuador and that he was staying in, in Ithaca for the summer and then he like turns to me and my coworker and he's like, Do you guys know where Ecuador is? And I was like, South America? And he's like, just checking. A lot of people don't know. And I was like, Why are you quizzing us? And he's like, I just wanted to see if you knew. A lot of Americans don't know these things. I was like, Cool. This is the land of red hats. No. No red hats here. Red hat ladies only. That's the only kind of red hat I tolerate. And I barely tolerate that. Okay. Yeah. Right. So his passport was there and his friends were worried. Also, his boss had gotten a resignation letter but didn't hear back from him when he asked for a forwarding address for his last paycheck. And everyone wants their last paycheck. So that's weird, too. Not according to John Wayne Gacy. Right. But he wanted his last paycheck. So his friends called the Edmonton police and they started a homicide investigation fearing that he was dead dead, or in trouble and may become dead soon. So rewind to... Go ahead. It's a pretty color. 
Oh, well, my God, we didn't even go over what we were drinking. Yeah, it's fine. Too late now. Well, what are you drinking? Osprey's next catch has an osprey with some flowers in its head. By Horace? By Horace. Oh, cool. And it has a Native American looking man. That's kind of weird because Horace is Egyptian. Are you sure that's not what it is? Uh, uh. What are you drinking? I'm drinking the Cider Lab Empire Golden, which is a cider made pretty close to here. Over in Geneva, I like to call it. A.K.A. Geneva. From Cornell Apples. Do you enjoy it? Yeah. It'll be a rarity, unfortunately. It's really expensive, isn't it? Like, $8. What? I better really savor it. 7% though? Yeah. That's 0.1% more than a graft. (laughs) Um, No, it's good though. I can tell it's good quality. Which is nice. It's sweeter than normal that I normally have, but it's nice. <coughs> um, oh, rewind. Okay, so rewind to when Johnny went to go meet Jen. So Johnny goes to an address that John- Jen gives him, and he gets there, and it's the same garage that Giles Tetro had gone like to. A, like a car garage or like a, attached to a house garage? Well, those usually have cars, too. Well, I mean, like a mechanics oh no 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 it's like an attached to house garage i think it was a standalone building based on the photos but i say that's weird that the garage has a separate address from the house if it was attached i mean it maybe that maybe it was a different building i don't know hmm i don't know i could look into it further but i didn't i thought it was just a garage i don't know anyway he walks into the garage, and he finds a room that had a table in the middle of it with plastic plastic sheets all around the room, under the table, on the walls and stuff. He's like, I'm not into this. I've been watching Showtime series Dexter, and I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, he was like, uh. But then he gets ambushed by our friend Mark Twitchell that I told you about in the beginning. Jason. The aspiring uh, cinematographer who had a butcher's knife and a pipe. And he bludgeoned... Like a lead pipe and not a smoking pipe. Right. I assume so. But then again, I think you could technically bludgeon someone with a, like a smoking pipe as well. I just don't know how it would work. I think you'd have to try really hard. I think you'd probably... And st- right in the right st- spot. You'd have to stab, I think. Well, yeah, or like if you slam it into their temple, maybe. I don't know how pressure points work. But anyway, he bludgeons... Uh, Johnny Atlinger with the pipe and then stabs him with the butcher's knife and then he dismembers, oops, then he dismembers the body and attempts to burn it, but it didn't really work. So then he takes the body parts and dumps them in a sewer. The finest testicles. Um, I'm not sure. I'm assuming so. They didn't mention anything about anything missing. Uh, turns out that... What was happening here was the plot for House of Cards, the movie. Not Catfish, the TV show slash movie. Well, that too, but House of Cards, the movie. It was, the idea was, for the plot, was that there was a man who was lured from an internet dating site to a garage where the killer was waiting. 
and then he gets killed. That's the plot of House of Cards. So, um, he was kind of going through with the plot and making it a reality. So, that's cool. That's some method acting, I suppose. And good PR for your shitty script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After the murder happened, so the murder happened, and then, if you remember, there were a few days before his friends even went to his house or whatever. In that time, Mark Twitchell started to use the event to inspire him to write a new story called SK Confessions. Serial killer. Yeah. SK stands for serial killer, and he said it was also a reference to one of his favorite authors. SK? Horror? No? King? I don't know. Yeah, Stephen King. I was, for some reason, I was like, <laughs> J.D. Salinger. I'm like, Salinger, what? Salinger K. Why? I don't know. Because you were just watching that Jessica Jones show where the bad guy's name was Salinger? Maybe. Salinger or whatever? My hit and I, I'm just at Salinger. So I'm like, Salinger, what is K? No, Stephen King. And the first lines of this new story, SK Confessions, which is a really catchy title, by the way, was, this story is based on true events. The names and events were altered slightly to protect the guilty. This is the story of my progression into becoming a serial killer. Dun, dun, dun. But, okay. So then, so he's writing this story after the murder happens. And then his friend, and then Atlinger's friends go to his apartment and find that he's not there and the passport's still there. So they get worried and everything. They've called the police. Johnny Atlinger had sent the address he was going to meet Jenna to one of his friends. So they had this address and they were able to track down uh, Mark Twitchell easily. So they go there and they arrest him for being involved with Atlinger going missing. And at the time when they arrested him, they weren't sure if he was dead or not, but they said, hey, like, you were the last guy to see him. Twitchell claimed that he had no idea who they were talking about, who Johnny Atlinger was or anything like that, or that anybody was missing. But they took his laptop and they found, like, the entirety of what happened laid out for them. SK Confessions was super detailed and so they were like, oh gosh, this isn't fiction. This has to be real. In SK Confessions, they talked. To, he talked about a failed attempt at this murder happening and then a successful attempt. And then he detailed the actual event, event that happened with Johnny Atlinger. But he had changed the name, like I said before. Johnny Appleseed. Right. Probably that's the name he used. I'm not sure. It's not published, but I'm assuming. Um, one disturbing detail that he wrote, wrote about was that after dismembering Johnny Atlinger, he played with his head. Cute. He said, I grabbed his jaw with my gloved hand and moved it while making a funny voice to make it look like it was talking and chuckled to myself at the total silliness of it all. Totally silly, you know? He's mad. I guess. In the book, he also had claimed, he had said that he planned to kill a new victim every Friday. And by the time they got to SK Confessions and Twitchell, the document was over 40 pages long and read kind of like a diary sort of deal. So they were like, well, we have the right guy. 
And then they looked into some of his, like, recent activity before the murders, and it turns out that he had also purchased um, knives, plastic wrap, well, not plastic wrap, but, like, plastic sheets, saw blades, and a meat cleaver before it all happened. So they were like, okay, this too. Pay cash if you're going to yeah. buy that. Right. That's true. But maybe he ordered it on Amazon. Did it exist in 2008? Yeah. What do you mean? It just wasn't as ubiquitous, maybe, but it still existed. Well, that's like saying, did Snapchat exist in 2008? Probably not. I don't know when Snapchat came around. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, but Amazon... You're so gung-ho sure that Amazon existed. I am. Also, then, they read further, and another quote from SK Confessions is, I felt stronger, somehow above other people. I felt like the proud owner of a very dark secret that no one else would ever be in on. A dark passenger. Remember that from Dexter? Mm-hmm. That's what he called the serial killer self. Um, Do you get a reason to have a serial killer persona? Why? His mom was caught up with the chainsaw when you watched. Yeah, but I don't know if anyone has a good reason to be a serial killer. Well, that breaks you inside, I would assume. Yeah. So Spoilers have, for Dexter. <laughs> so they have all this, you know, evidence that it's him. Then they need to get, like, concrete evidence. So they... It's all circumstantial. Well, yeah. So then they find Johnny Atlinger's DNA in Mark Twitchell's car. Name, Johnny Appleseed's DNA in his car. And... <laughs> this is my favorite. Um, well... So they found DNA in his car, and they also f- did the, like, UV pew-pew and found all the blood everywhere on the floor of the garage. And then my favorite part is they found the most incriminating sticky note you'll ever hear of. Maybe not, but it says, Reminder, clean kill room and have sex with a woman that isn't my wife. <laughs> to-do list. Prioritize. I mean, that's a pretty good to-do list. <laughs> clean room and do clean another woman kill room <laughs> and do another woman uh, yeah maybe don't write sticky notes about those kinds of things and leave them out also dummy he was arrested on october 31st 2008 Ooh, spooky scary halloween was it a friday that only matters for the 13th not the 31st well i said he was gonna kill everybody on a friday it would be like Oh, for a circle if it was oh a, was the day that um johnny appleseed died on the on a friday that and was he arrested on a friday because i be don't like, know i don't know if he was killed on a friday i hope he was killed on a friday otherwise he's a liar about what day of the week he was gonna kill people okay so he's arrested then they like look into kind of what is happening and why it's happening besides the fact that he wanted to well first of all he was like um, he claimed that this was all a prank. It was supposed to be a prank, and then it got out of hand. And it was supposed to just, like, stir up in, like, things for his movie that he was making House of Cards. So they knew that he was doing this because he wanted to publicize and create House of Cards, his movie. But then they found another obsession. Apples. No. No, Mark Twitchell, not the guy that's died. 
Yeah, there's a new obsession with apples. No, they found not a new obsession. You just said new obsession. I said then they found a, an obsession. Whatever. There was an obsession that he had that also caused him to do it, all of this. Serial killers. Well, one in particular, we've already mentioned this. John Mangese. No. The only other serial killer we've mentioned this far, thus far. Have you mentioned another one? Yeah. A fake one. Dexter. Yeah. He was obsessed with Dexter. So obsessed. He called himself the Dexter Killer. He had novels about Dexter. His Facebook profile had him following a lot of Dexter-related pages and things. And he tried to emulate Dexter. So that's cool. So he dyed his hair red. No, I don't I don't think so. Started wearing linen shirts. No, he did not do all those things. So that's not great. When he's in court, he pleads not guilty to the murder. Like I said, he he claimed that it was supposed to be publicity for his movie and it was a prank that had gone wrong. So he acknowledges that somebody's dead though. Yeah. He said, I did kill Atlinger, but it was all in self-defense because Atlinger walked into the garage and didn't think it was funny and then, like, attacked him and then he attacked back. And he said he panicked and dismembered the body so that he wouldn't get in trouble. And then he went to Atlinger's house to send all these vacation emails. And then attempted to burn the body? Or is that somebody else? No, he attempted to burn the body. It didn't work. Then he threw it in the sewer. And then he also went to Atlinger's house to... But burn and then dismember and then sewer? He attempted to burn the body. It didn't really work as planned. Then dismember. No, it was already dismembered. Okay. Dismember, burn, didn't work, sewer, go to the house, send emails. Roger? Roger, Roger. Got it. Star Wars. Um, then on April 12th, 2011, which is three years later, Mark Twitchell was found guilty of first-degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison. There was extensive media coverage over this case, especially because... You know, it has to do with TV and, like, influences from that and whatever. And he tried to use the, the media coverage as grounds for an appeal. He said that the media attention was so extensive and sensationalized that it was unreasonable to expect any jury to have remained uninfluenced from it, regardless of them swearing that they would be, yeah. you know, not biased. But then he gave up on that appeal. When he saw it, was, nothing was happening. Yeah. He said his next victim was going to be his boss, who was, quote, a twist of old fart who hated life and everything in it. I owed it to the world to remove him from its glorious surface and would take my chance when I was ready. Twisted old fart. You know? Uh, Giles Tetro published a book called The One That Got Away. Published. Published. A book called The One That Got Away, which was about, not the Katy Perry song, but about himself getting away from Twitchell. And, of course, they talked to Michael C. Hall, the actor who plays Dexter, and he said it was a troubling thing to consider. But he also said more than that. He said, I don't think it is a primer on serial killer. He's referring to Dexter, the show. I don't think it is a primer on serial killing or that it advocates the lifestyle. I would hope that people's appreciation was more than some sort of fetish, fetish, fetishize, fetishization, 
fetish fetishization 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 fetishizing with the kill it's a quote i have to say the word with the kill scenes reading dexter will not make you a killer if you are not already capable of killing another reading dexter yeah there's books Reading Dexter will not make you a killer. If you are not already capable of killing another human being in a cold, cruel, deliberate way, no book ever written will make you capable of doing so. There are no magic words that will turn you into a psychopath. So he's really sad about it, but he's like, this is not why he does this. I hold no responsibility in any of this. He also didn't write Dexter. He just was Dexter. Then, also interesting about Dexter and killing there have been a bunch of dexter inspired killers like they were like michael c hall they they were killing like ready and able to kill and then they gained more inspiration from dexter but in 2009 17 year old andrew conley strangled his 10 year old brother and then wrapped his head in plastic saying he was admiring dexter and that's what dexter would do which is not true because dexter only kills bad people I don't think his 10-year-old brother was bad. Uh, in Norway in 2010, Havard Neiflot <laughs> watched episodes and wanted to kill a man who had been planning to kidnap a woman, but then he accidentally killed the woman by, like, getting in the way of the two of them mm-hmm. and putting the woman in the trunk to, like, protect her, and then she suffocated. And they both, the man who was kidnapping... Shamrez Khan, the man who was kidnapping the woman, and Havard Knifelot both said it was an accident that she died because he just wanted to kidnap her and he wanted to protect her. And they put he put her in the trunk and she died. But he also emulated Dexter, he said. And then in 2016, 21-year-old Mark Howe stabbed his mother and said that he was obsessed with Dexter and that he wanted to be like him. And then there's a bunch more. At this point in our res- my research, you and I went down a rabbit hole of sorts last night. Mark Twitchell was on a website called Canadian Inmate Connect, which was a dating website, sort of. A dating pen pal situation for Canadian inmates. It still exists. You can go. I recommend this. It's fascinating. But you can go, you can look at pictures, read profiles, and then they have the addresses so you can, like, be their pen pals or whatever. And some of them are asking for conjugal visits and stuff like that. And you and I were just, like, reading all these profiles last night. It was very interesting. I think there is the the, the American one is, like, writeaprisoner.com. And you can go by state and select. It's fascinating stuff. Gender and stuff. Yeah. Um... And his profile said, I'm looking for an interesting, intelligent, open-minded, delightfully imperfect woman to relate to and share amusing observations with as put as dot, 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 as potentially a long weekend every few months. Oh, and potentially a long weekend every few months if it gets there naturally. A long weekend. You know? I don't think that's how conjugal visits work. I don't know. I really don't. There's a trailer. You kind of go there and you have like maybe an hour and then that's it. Mm, I don't know. And you also got to just live with the fact that a bunch of other prisoners be doing the same exact thing. <laughs> Gross. 
So his, his profile's not there anymore, from what I can see. But it was on there before. And since pr- he's been in prison, he has watched and rewatched and rewatched Dexter a bunch of times. I've probably seen it like three times. You have? Mm-hmm. I've seen it through once. I've been thinking about rewatching it. I'm a little foggy on some of the details. I would yeah. stop before the last episode. <laughs> Trinity Killer. Yeah, it's a good one. What's his name? I forget his name. I forget what the actor's name is. Um. John Lithgow. John Lithgow. Yeah, I was gonna say John left the witch, but that was like that's not it. John. Yeah. He was um. Wasn't he in Pet Cemetery? Yeah, he's he was gonna be the old guy. Judd. Yeah, Judd. And I think in the, in the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Dexter, like a pyromaniac girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So he's watched it a lot. And he's kept up his obsession. And that's Mark Twitchell of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, the Dexter killer. That's what the media calls him? That's what he calls himself, oh. and therefore they adapted it. I was going to say, what do they call the other copycats? I don't know. The Dexter Too killer. Too late to be the Dexter killer. The Dexter killer Mark II. And three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There was an article that was like, 10 people inspired by Dexter that have killed. And I was like, ugh. Michael C. Hall has to live with the fact that that exists. That was a good one. Thank you. So much like uh, last week's, your story. You probably already know the story. Oh, the axe murders? The Blisk axe murders. I'm doing it again. Are you doing it? But better. <laughs> wow okay are you taking the theme of axe is this lizzie borden no it's not lizzie borden is this the axeman of new orleans no it has nothing to do with axes oh we're just gonna jump right into it by saying this is the chicago tylenol murders the Sh- chicago tylenol murders yeah i don't know this mm. well you're about to learn why would you think i knew this uh because that's why i drink and a bunch of other podcasts nope done before nope so we're gonna jump right into it because there's almost no prelude okay people died september 29th 1982 uh 12 year old mary kellerman was experiencing a cold and so she was her parents kept her home from school because they're like we don't want to you know exacerbate that or make other kids sick okay and they thought um you know give her a tylenol that help with her cold symptoms and everything okay um, they hear her go into the bathroom after taking the Tylenol and then hear something fall and hit the ground. Um, and by 10 o'clock she's pronounced dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and an autopsy is ordered on her just due to her age and her... Uh, doesn't everyone get an autopsy? Um, unless it's suspicious. Oh. Because, yeah, because of her age and because of the conditions in which she died, an okay. autopsy was ordered. Um, and they told Tylenol that there was a recall. What? They called up Tylenol and said, you need to recall this Tylenol. She's dead. Yeah, it is. If only. Also earlier that same day, September 29th, our old favorite, Adam Janice. You know Janice? Janice Joplin? No. No. Janiszewski. The author. Janice? Not that Janice, but Adam Janice. Oh. I thought you would get there faster. I'm sorry. I, I was trying to think, do we know anyone named Adam Janice? No, I was going to just play on the Janice. Got it, got part. it, got um, it. 
Earlier, day, earlier that day, postal worker Adam Janis, he called out uh, work sick, and then he went and picked up his kids from preschool and had lunch with them. And then because he's sick, also he, he takes, took Tylenol. He took some Tylenol. It needs to be recalled. Around noon. And a few minutes. Is this anthrax? A few minutes later, he staggers into the kitchen and collapses. Is this anthrax? No. What else is it? Is this, is there a Tylenol plant in the area? I don't know how nearby the plant is, but. Okay. 3.45 p.m. Mary Lynn Reiner is 27. She just got, had gotten back from the hospital about a week ago after giving birth to her fourth child. Ew. Uh, she takes some Tylenol to help her with. Uterine pains, vagina pains, everything's torn open or whatever. Post-birth pains. How many days is this? This is all on the same day. No, but post-birth. Oh, like a week. Ugh. I don't know what she must have been experiencing. Ugh. Um, she takes some Tylenol to feel better. And you know how that's going to go. What happens to the baby? They've got a father. Yeah, but the father doesn't have breast milk. There's formula. It's the 80s. It's not like it's I 1820. Oh, but formula's not as good. 5 p.m. Um, the Janice family is at Adam's house. Because, you know, he was in the hospital and ended up dying because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, they were planning for his uh, funeral and all the other arrangements that needed to be made. And someone has a headache. Um, Adam's brother, Stanley, who had been suffering chronic back pain, asked for his wife, to, his wife, Teresa, to go get him some Tylenol to help him feel better. This is why I take Advil. He took two pills. And then died. His wife also had a headache and she took two no. pills. Both of them collapsed within moments of each other. How long till the CDC recognizes that this is happening? Or Homeland Security? 6.30 p.m. Mary McFarland. How many are we up to? Like six? Um, six. Mary, Mary is number six. Uh-huh. Tells her co-worker, which is why are you working at 6.30 p.m.? I mean, I was at work till six yesterday. Yeah, but I mean, what are you doing that you're still going to be like, I'm going to go take some time. Maybe she works the night shift. What's her job? I don't know. I exactly. Didn't Lots of people work at night, Alex. How do you think half of the world it runs on night shifts? Well, they got the sun on the other side. No, I don't mean the... I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, she tells her coworker she has a headache and is going to take some Tylenol for that. And that goes about par for the course. What did that? What did they? Ha- what happens to them? Um, Does their heart just give out? Do they like? Some like last a little bit. Out. Some last a little bit longer, but it is kind of just like collapsing, and there's a little bit of foamy foaming stuff. at the mouth. There's pills laced with rabies. Oh, okay, that's how that works. I think. Um, at eight o'clock that day, police show up at Adam's house to investigate because three people have died in that house. Almost died. What? Who didn't die? Teresa is still on like life support. Oh. Um, you know, they go to try to figure out what's up with that. Uh, the police were walking in saying, like, we're obviously going to walk in. We're going to see something amiss immediately and be able to figure it out and be like, this was it. And they didn't really see that immediately. Yeah. Um, they noted some metalwork was going on in Adam's basement. And I guess common knowledge is that cyanide is sometimes used as a polishing agent for metal. Mm. So they thought it could be that. Maybe some contamination somehow spread to Adam and his brother and his sister-in-law. Um, but one of the officers had a feeling that it was the Tylenol bottle that was in 
Adam's house since the bottle was missing six pills and three people had mm. been involved. He counted the pills. I guess so. That's dedication. You, I mean, do you know on average how many Tylenol pills are in a Tylenol bottle? Yeah, I usually buy the ones that are 200. I guess, like, uh, how do you know that he, I don't know, hadn't necessarily taken some before? You don't. Either way, they're like, this is probably the Tylenol. He just, like, had an inkling. Mm. Um, at 8.15... Um, Adam's brother Stanley is pronounced dead. So now two people are dead from the same house. Oh, he was on life support too? Yeah, he was fighting. Oh. Uh, 9.30 p.m., Paula Prince, a flight attendant, arrives at Chicago O'Hare from Las Vegas and stops at a Walgreens to buy some Tylenol. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Advil. It would just wasn't the go-to. This was all Advil's doing so that people would start buying Advil instead of Tylenol. I did not see that angle. But that doesn't mean it's not right. It's so right. That's what I would do as a business owner. Poison a bunch of people? Yeah, so that your product is the chosen one. I mean, that might work. You go sneak into the Tylenol plant. You poison them. You sneak out. People are dying from Tylenol everywhere. Everyone's like, I'll switch to Advil then. Either that or stop taking pills altogether. No. You still got migraines. You still got back pains. You still just gave birth. No, you take in suspension. No, stuff. but you don't trust Tylenol at all now. Yeah, but then you, oh, there's other like Motrin probably has like a pain relief stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Still um, think Advil did it. So yeah, Paula Prince arrives at O'Hare and buys some Tylenol. Wait, you said I didn't see this angle, but that doesn't mean it, it's wrong. Does that mean this ends in an unsolved situation? Oh, man. Okay, go ahead. Um, paramedics in Mary Kellerman's, the 12-year-old's um, case had brought in her Tylenol bottle and for whatever reason they just like logged it. People noted that like, that was weird at the time. Like why did they bring this Tylenol bottle in? But um, suspicion g- began to arise on maybe it's something in the Tylenol that's causing all these things to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so naturally investigators opened the bottles and smelled what would you say? Poison. Rat poison? No. Hmm. Cyanide doesn't have a smell, does it? Yes, it does. It does? Mm-hmm. What does it smell like? Almonds. It smells like almonds? Mm-hmm. Did you know this prior? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, cyanide, like the ability to smell cyanide is in like 60 to 80% of the population. Oh. No wonder I hate marzipan. It could be cyanide. Yeah. Which is also like weird when I was looking this up, this random stat. it, The way that they listed it was 20 to 40% of the population can't smell cyanide. They're they're a half a half empty kind of statistician. Um, but they noted just because you can smell it doesn't mean you could necessarily identify it. Could be marzipan. There's there's marzipan in this bottle somewhere. <laughs> um, so blood reports are sent out on all the deceased. Deceased. Um, by September thirtieth, so the next day. Um, a blood sample has come back at 1 a.m., so pretty quickly. Because they found cyanide and, and the happiness. samples contained between 100 and 100 milligrams, or no, 100 and 100, to- uh, yeah, 100 and 1,000 times, like the lethal dose. I think that's what it was. How many apple seeds, if we're going to stick with the apple theme, is that? A lot. We looked it up once. Yeah, it was like 5,000 for a um, lethal dose or something. It was very high. I don't remember the exact. I wrote 100 to 1,000 milligrams, but it, it was like a pretty 
synonymous. It was like a hundred times mm. lethal dose or whatever. Um, three fifteen on September thirtieth, Mary McFarland is pronounced dead. She was the, that's Adam's brothers. No, she was the one that told the coworker she had a headache. Oh, she was working late. <laughs> um, or was she? She could have just been working normal, but you didn't consider that she could mm-hmm. have a night shift. Mm-hmm. Um, by nine thirty, I think it was a.m. I didn't write the time there. Mary Reiner is pronounced dead. She was the mother of four. Oh, okay. Um, so investigators noticed that the lot numbers in the two bottles that they have so far are have similar lot numbers. So they contact Johnson and Johnson. Um, by three o'clock that day, Johnson and Johnson announces a recall for Tylenol from that lot. Is there a counter? Is there a counter to cyanide? How do you? How do you? I don't think there is. I think you ingest it. It's That's like, it? I think it's like arsenic. No way. There's nothing you can neutralize it with or anything? Huh. Okay. Um, October 1st, Teresa Janice is removed from, Lex- from Lex support and dies. That's the wife. Yeah, that was the wife of, of... Adam's brother. Yeah. Scott? Adam Scott? Stanley. Oh, I thought it was Scott. Um... 5 p.m. on October 1st, Paula Prince's body is discovered by police because her co-workers had noted she hadn't shown up for work and her, they haven't heard from her in a while. Um, October 4th, Chicago City Council passes an ordinance requiring a temper-resistant packaging. So up until this point, you could just open a bottle and there was nothing. There was no cotton or any kind of foil on top of pill bottles. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you have no idea it hasn't been tampered with. Yep. Um, so they passed that, and then police were going around the city using bullhorns and, like, in their cars to say... Do not take Tylenol! Mm-hmm. They were doing door-to-door visits in some cases. Oh, wow. And they were doing announcements on school PAs saying, don't take Tylenol, just suck it up. Wow. Take Advil. Sponsored by Advil, TM. Yeah. I'm telling you. There's a logical explanation. Um, October 5th, there is a nationwide recall of Tylenol. Uh, about 31 million bottles, which cost the company about $100 million. Um, this is like noted as a very good instance of like a company working well with authorities or doing like exactly what they should. Well, <laughs> they were being pretty transparent with everything they were doing and they were cooperating with everything the authorities were suggesting good. and... It's a family company, that's why. Yeah, SC, well, it's SC Johnson. Are they not the same? Is it a Johnson & Johnson company? Oh, I think they might be different. I'm not sure. So many big Johnsons, you know? Mm-hmm. So many. On October 6th, Johnson & Johnson gets an extortion letter asking for $1 million to stop the murders. Advil. Uh, this is eventually tied back to a James Lewis who was living in New York City. James Advil Lewis? Yeah, that's his middle name, Advil. <laughs> Uh, James Halasilic Lewis. Uh, do, do, do. So they do the, they're doing this recall. Uh, on October 21st, a cyanide-laced bottle is discovered that had been turned in from um, the Walgreens where Paula Prince had purchased her bottle. So there was just still cyanide ones sitting on the shelf that no one had picked up yet. Cute. Um, in December of that year, James Lewis is apprehended on extortion charges. Mm-hmm. And he ends up serving a 13-year... Uh, prison sentence out of a 20-year 
yeah. conviction. Yeah. Um, and he's released for parole on in 1995. Um, and that's. Pretty much how that goes. Court documents released in 2009 showed that police believed Lewis was responsible for the murders, but there was never enough evidence to fully convict him. And since being out, Lewis has like constantly denied that he had any involvement in this beyond beyond sending the letter, probably just trying to be like, I, I, I can yeah. jump in on a million dollars right here. Uh, fun fact. All of this is a fun fact. What, I already forgot his first name. James Lewis was charged in a 1978 Kansas City murder. After police found remains of a former client in his attic. Cute. The charges were thrown out due, due to an unlawful, unlawful search of his house. But the man literally had skeletons in his closet. Attic. But... Whatever. Yeah. Um, there That's was... when you're like, whatever. Who cares how he got it? There's a freaking body in his house. But then that's how people get like beat up for information and whatever mm-hmm. um police also favored a second suspect roger arnold um he was investigated but eventually cleared um he claims that due to media attention he had a mental breakdown who he blamed on a marty sinclair who was a bar owner hmm. um in the summer of 1983 roger arnold shot and killed john stanisha who he mistaked for marty sinclair he was then convicted in january 1984 and served 15 out of a 30-year Sentence, and he died in January 2008. Hmm. Fun fact. Um, but did any of those people have the ability to go to a Tylenol plant? Well, like I had mentioned, there was no tamper proofing in any of these bottles. Well, so, you, so they went one by one? Well, you could go and buy a bunch, and then because they were the open, like the, I don't know what they're, cellulose caps, you can like open and put stuff in and then close it back up and yeah. put it back on the shelf. So it could have been, but it was... It could have been anybody buying it. Were they it. all buying it from the same Walgreens? No, he whoever had done it just went to a Walgreens, either did it in store, purchased them, and then brought them back and put them back on the shelf. Well, yeah, but were they purchased all from the same Walgreens? No. So then he went to all the Walgreens in Chicago? Um, I don't know how many stores they were purchased from. I think it was only a couple of stores that actually had the cyanide hmm. laced bottles in them. You know... I don't think you should be able to return medicine. Well, no, there's no... I don't know how the exact process went, but he could have just had it in his pocket and just put it back on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think um, how I mentioned that there was, there was still that one bottle that was sitting on the shelf mm-hmm. and it was recalled. I think, and that's what we drink mentioned, that the cyanide had begun to eat the plastics of the bottle. Does it pills were encased in so it was like decaying just because cyanide is that strong of Mm -hmm. a whatever yeah um in 1983 the location of mary kellerman the 12 year old um her grave was her grave information and uh, location was disclosed in hopes that the killer would eventually visit the grave site but nobody ever came so that was a dead end (laughs) Uh, is that on purpose Yes. Did you write that joke in your notes? No. Oh, okay, good. Um, also, in nineteen eighty-three, Congress passes the Tylenol Bill, which made it air quotes Tylenol Bill. That's not the actual name of it, but which makes it a federal offense to tamper with customer products. Um, this passed the House unanimously. Yeah. Um, and criminal punishment, or if you break this law, 
um, you can be charged um like if you even like make a face false claim saying like this was tampered with and the police find out it wasn't you can be like put into prison or charged for that mm-hmm. um you can get anywhere between twenty five thousand and a hundred thousand in fines and between 10 years and up to life if there is a death resulting in wow. your tampering wow that makes sense yeah so you get 10 years for an unsuccessful tamper attempt mm-hmm. But if you can get up to life, if a death occurs, mm-hmm. um, police also briefly considered Laurie Dan, who is a murderer. Um, she was suspected because she was in the Chicago area for a little bit, um, but there was never any connection found there. And Ted Kaczynski was also considered the Unabomber, but was eventually ruled out. Now they considered him because he had like family ties to Chicago. Interesting. But he's like, I'd never had cyanide. That would, that's not me. I make bombs. That's it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, seven people died. And the story remains unsolved to this day. Wild. FBI and police, um, I don't know, described it. Like, they come up with those, wit- or uh, what, what are the words I'm looking for? Perpetrator. Like, they say it's probably going to be like a 20-year-old man. Oh, a profile? Yeah. That's the word. <laughs> uh, they, their profile said it was probably between like a 20s to 30s year old man. He was a loner. He had some science background, but was not overly successful in life. Uh-huh. Um, it could have been a revenge plot against Johnson & Johnson for some reason. Maybe he was fired. Or he just wanted to kill one of the victims and there was just a bunch of other cover to like sub- or subterfuge his murder it's like this guy's eventually gonna buy tylenol Mm -hmm. he has to other people die they'll never know i was just trying to kill that one guy (laughs) i don't think it's that one um police would eventually release a surveillance video um that shows paula price buying her tylenol bottle and they believe that there was a well there is a bearded man standing behind her they police believe that they was, believe there was a bearded man but we're not sure it could have been a bearded lady um but yeah they believe that guy was uh the poisoner slash killer interesting uh do, do, do. he's not in any database no facial re- recognition no, i mean it's also from like 1982 they like, could do the footage again though what zoom and enhance well now we have the technology yeah but if, even if it's recorded on tape you're not gonna yeah well you can make it better maybe um following this there were several several there were hundreds of copycats following this up to 270 incidents of product tampering within the month of the original attacks that's stupid and you know that fun thing of checking your halloween candy yeah that's because of this people started putting like razor razor blades blades and pins and stuff in halloween candy that's rude um some say it was the first act of domestic terrorism um and as the years have gone by, uh, the 30th anniversary recently passed, uh, 2012, I believe it was. So the police reopened the case and had began, began receiving a bunch of tips, um, which led them to eventually relook at uh, Lewis, which is the guy that had the dead body in his attic. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't end up going anywhere. They took DNA samples, but I didn't see anything actually come of that. Um, in 2015, a Kickstarter campaign was started by Michelle Rosen, who was uh, one of the daughters of Mary Reiner. Um, she was trying to make a documentary to investigate the possible connection that Johnson and Johnson, at, like at Johnson and Johnson, that it was potentially an employee that was fired and like mm-hmm. was vengeful. 
but the full connection was never made. Um, she also claims the pills were poisoned during distribution, leading to believe there was actually like an employee on the line that was doing it. Or an Advil employee in disguise. But that doesn't necessarily track because, I mean, I don't know how pill manufacturing works, but if somebody was poisoning pills at random, I feel like a lot more people would fallen ill and died because of cyanide poisoning Mm -hmm. because it would have gone nationwide and not just like to Mm. chicago i don't know how it works either um they're like this is the chicago batch i'll poison this one i'm gonna make 30 pills throw it in there 30 pills i feel like it's just like a uh i love lucy kind of thing where they're just pills going by and you're just like trying to stuff it into i don't know that it's like a, they're all like rocking on a chocolate line and they like put it into boxes, but it starts going too fast. Oh, that's like a everywhere thing. Um, ultimately, that Kickstarter failed. They got $1,500 out of 75000 And then they had to return it. That's what happens when a Kickstarter fails. Sure. Um, but that is the, for now, the end of the Chicago Tylenol murders. And it really messed up, uh, like people also compared it to like 9-11 and other big events at like the day America lost its independence. But yeah guy poisoned a bunch of people and he was never caught probably gonna be one of those like uh 23 and me situations where somebody's niece oh. is gonna put up their dna and they're gonna please be like got him Eurons. yeah Mm-hmm. i've never heard of it is that have. surprising to you i think so because you were smirking like crazy i thought you would have known no i don't know everything but i appreciate you Contrary. thinking i do Eh? Contrary to popular belief. It's not a very popular belief, but some people believe that. You believe it? You believe it? That Mm. was good. I mean, it wasn't good, but it was certainly interesting. Hopefully you also thought so, listeners. Definitely, definitely like different than the stories we've done. I feel like. Like a random. It's very distant. You know, have we done a distant kill? We're like somebody's like, I'm gonna this may maybe this will kill somebody. One no, day. I mean that someone hasn't died by someone's hand. Oh, no, we don't haven't really done a lot of like poisoning, poison and anthrax and things like that, which is poison. Is it a poison? I don't know. Anthrax. It's a bacteria, right? Yeah, it's soil bacteria. But like, we haven't done any of that where your hands off kills. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um. Solid. It does have to be solid to put it in. I don't also know, because like you could take it from apple seeds, right? Or cherry. I think cherry, that would be a long or process. Or cher- cherry bark. How do you just obtain that amount of I cyanide? I think you could probably manufacture it. From apple seeds or how? No. Just make Synthetic. it? Synthetic. You can make elements. Dude. Science. I don't know if they could, I don't know. I don't know how cyanide poison is created. I am not familiar. Well, like we said, it's used in metal polishing, so it's probably made somewhere. It's just like, I'm going to work at the cyanide plant today, honey. <laughs> Yikes. Don't breathe. High risk zone. PPE, PPE on that must be pretty thorough. Yeah, so that'll do it for our stories, listeners. Um, if you enjoyed those, consider following us on... Uh, instagram and twitter at sad tales podcast and leave a review on apple podcast or wherever you listen give us 
five stars or four stars, but we don't accept any less than four. Yep. For some reason, there's a glitch in the program and our podcast. You can only give four or five stars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Also, we have a Patreon page. And it's patreon.com slash podcast. Please go over and check it out. Also, if you enjoyed these stories and what is about to follow after, um, if you've overheard strange things in your daily lives, you can send those over to sadtalespodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, And now for that, mine isn't necessarily like a whole like strung out sentence. Okay. Um, But I was at the post office the other day. Right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Again. Um, I don't even know how this conversation came up. The postal workers in there were talking about, like, one of the women, one of the women behind the counter was like, didn't somebody just, like, mail a turtle through the mail or something? And the guy goes, no, like, they sent, like, a, a narwhal <laughs> through the mail. I'm, I'm like, okay, where is this going? But then she's like, I don't I don't know what that is. He's like, narwhal? Nar- narwhal? And he's, like, going over those the way to say it. And then he's, like, looking at his other coworkers and then... I'm just like, mm, this is going great. And he looks at me. He's like, do you know what it is? I'm like, yeah, it's a, nar- it's a narwhal. <laughs> oh, you had joined in. Well, he's like, asked me directly. He's, he's like, like, help. Do you, do you know what this is? Help. This is a real thing, right? I'm not going crazy. Then did you describe it? I say, yeah, I'm like, yeah, because I'm like, it's a, like a whale that has like a, a unicorn. A horn. <laughs> a and unicorn she's like, whale. She's like, oh, okay. Someone mailed a narwhal? Apparently. <laughs> Did it survive to its destination? I don't know. Maybe it's like one of those things like a potato. You can just like slap just a, put a stamp on a stamp potato. On a narwhal butt and it goes. Narwhals run on postage. Maybe like five. Because, you know, you got to ship for weight. <laughs> I'm so... I wish you had described it as a unicorn whale. I can't believe you got roped into that conversation. I don't mean, like. I don't even know how that came up because like a woman was like trying to send a letter next to me, and that was the woman that like didn't they just try to send this through the mail? And the guy's like, no, oh no, she said didn't somebody try to send a horse through the mail? Oh, that's totally different than a turtle. Yeah, but still. Yeah, it's about the same size as an narwhal, though. Mm. I feel like and it's like no, it's an narwhal. I don't know the size of an narwhal, but I think it's like dolphin size, not whale sized. They're smaller whales. Beluga whales are small. I was so sad. This is unrelated, but I was so sad because I could have overheard something, but I just got there a little too late. This woman was sitting in her car in the parking lot, and she goes, you didn't get arrested for it, but you could have. And I was like, no. No, you really think you were going to be in the part where she was like, she was saying what he was almost arrested for? Yeah, she was really like... But think she, animated about it. But do you think she was going to be, like, describing, like, he's, like, on the phone, like, yeah, I almost got arrested for, like, peeing in public. She's like, you were peeing in public? <laughs> yeah, I think she would. She was very vocal and very loud. I don't, I, I was like, dang it. So then I, like, slowly got in my car and rolled down the windows. And she's like, you're lucky that you didn't. And I was like, say something else. But she didn't. And then I looked like a creeper, so I left. So close. This new job really kind of screwed us over. Mine? Yeah. No. I interacted with the public today. And who said crazy things? Well, there was a man that was kind of weird, but he didn't say anything. He was just nomming on a lot of cookies. They're free. And he had very few teeth. You don't need teeth for cookies. You just 
Yeah, the shortbread cookies were melting. Anyway, we're getting really sidetracked. Thank you for the narwhal treat. Mm -hmm. Always good to talk about narwhals. Narwhal awareness is important. Episode 17. I don't know what comes with the age of 17. Nothing. That Zach Efron movie. Where he turns into a little 17 man. again. No, he turns into a 17 again. He turns into a 17 again? Yeah. See you next week. Same time, same place. See you then. <laughs>